Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages. What is this, a circus? Welcome to the world's biggest big top, the Call Out Culture Circus. Oh. Call out culture and Bailey Brothers Circus. Bailey Brothers, ring them, ring them, Barnum Barnum Bailey, right? Isn't that what yeah? Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey. Can you yeah. hear my head shaking? Oh, Ringling Brothers. I know right. it's not ASMR, but you should hear my head going back and forth. <laughs> I was, I had the 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 questions popped up in front of the screen. No, you were just uh, mumbling through the circus like you did, like if you were twelve. I want to go to Bingham <laughs> Bella 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 Circus. <laughs> It was like if Mace rapped about Wrigley Brothers. Oh, we're going to see Wrigley Brothers. I don't appreciate you guys <laughs> souring my memories of tortured elephants. Yo, Very tortured elephants. Two guys. seconds ago, Cash, two seconds ago, me and Cash were yelling at each other. And now we just shit on you together. It's fantastic. This is how know, works. Man, this is how guys like... operate. This is how men operate. <laughs> shit is really rough in here, man. <laughs> We need to we need to we need to look into that and see why we're feeling why we're lashing out at one another. Uh, yeah, we need to have a circle of trust past the, the, the stick. Yeah, Speaking stick. trust falls. We're going to we're going to have to we're going to have to bring in like some somebody named Lance who uh, lives in <laughs> a consultant. Right. There you lives go. out in like lives out in Portland. A synergy consultant. There Oregon. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's going to take us to a rope course in the woods. <laughs> All right. Escape room so, together. Welcome to the Call Out Culture Escape Room. Yeah, we're here. Um, yeah, well, we can't today, get the fuck away from each other. The key is to get back to each other. No. <laughs> no, I would definitely I'd definitely take the wrong door just to get away yeah. from y'all. So I'm Alaska. I'm here with Curly Castro <laughs> and Zilla Rocca. Hello. The two salty Philadelphia guys. Oh, yeah. In, in yes. perpetuity, in soon perpetuity. to be the, the, the two Philly guys in uh in Rhode Island. I'm, gonna be I'm not a Philly guy. Dudes. No, he just only lived here 50 years. Not, not a Philly guy though. Wouldn't oh, no. identify. No, that's you. Just would never identify, even though it's a bit of zip code. Why would I 97. do that? Why it's would crazy. I do that? It's like so crazy. seriously, you got to be kidding me. It's so weird. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I know. I claim where I'm from. It's yeah. So strange. I claim yeah. where I was born and where I grew up and where I was raised. Right, it's and so where you've lived as an so adult aliens. for thirty years. So what? The difference to me. Anyway, mailbag. Yeah, you're being so. defiant. No, defiant. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, stop. Here we go. This yeah, is seriously. like the five heartbeats. You're picking the wrong words tonight, yo. <laughs> you you you're you hit the, the you hit the defiant? late night salty switch. I'm with defiant. Me. Who am I defying? When, when me and Castro talk all day, we have the fucking time of our lives. We do the podcast. I'm like, what did you say? I'm like, oh shit, I got him going. You're picking like, the wrong. Like, he's, like salty, he's like a salty. He's like a salty. Culture back. episodes are always on the edge. You never know when the band's gonna break up halfway through the episode. Right, and then tomorrow morning we'll be talking for an hour and a half about fucking Mookie, Mookie Blaylock and have having a joyful time. By the way, we have uh, snowfall starting in seventeen minutes. Yes, dang. Just so you know, double episode tonight. Wasn't is the Wu show on? Is a new one? I, I forgot to watch it today. It should be a new Wu show today and a new Bad Batch. Oh, it's a heavy day of television. That's a Star Wars show, right? 
Yeah. I, I fell asleep really, when you said it, that. It's, it's, not, it's not particularly good. I mean, it's no Ant-Man Quantumania, but, you know, <laughs> what is? <laughs> you know, any movie Paul Rudd's the lead in is always great. Oh, my God. That's 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 a little rough. That's a little harsh, I would say. He was great. I, mean, in, uh, I love in you, what? man. I love you, man. No, he wasn't. That was, that was great. a terrible movie. Dude, that was awesome. What are you talking about? It was about? terrible. That movie was it so was like good. a third-rate Will Ferrell movie. Uh, nah, bro, Seth Rogen turned down that script. It was so bad. Oh, get out of here. Seth Rogen should be turned down shit. What has he done? It lasts nine years. Nothing. Well, I love you, man. Came out like 15 years ago. Who? I love you, man. I love you, man. Came out like 15 years ago. You might be right about that. Might- yeah, that was, like, that was like prime Seth Rogen. Oof. There's no such thing. Wow, with Prime Seven, I, I I liked. Um, I I had I had a curious case of rewatching the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen the other day. It popped up on my feed. I was like, oh, I remember this. And then there's like a really one, one good action sequence with Michelle Gondry. I'm like, I can't do that to myself. Like, there's so many other great shitty superhero movies for me to watch again and laugh. Can't do the Green Hornet, and that's one of my favorite comics too. But no good. And, and I that, that movie even came out. And Alaska, to your delight, one of the Green Hornet books uh, was written by Kevin Smith for a long time. And shocker, oh, it was horrible. It was a horrible book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucks on all formats, <laughs> Kevin Smith. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a bum. Anyway. <laughs> all, right. all right. We're going to jump into mailbag questions. We reached out to our listeners and asked them to submit questions. The first one comes from Unsung the Rapper. And Unsung wants to know if Raucous Records were still alive and well today, what do you think their roster would look like? It's uh, going to be a lot of Proswell, like Proswell types are going to be on it. No, it's a trick question because, like, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Raucous back then and what the roster would look like now if they were picking. Like, it, it, if the, it never, if it never died and it just kept moving forward, like, but the way the way they were moving forward, they were moving forward to try to be as commercial as possible. Yeah. Yes. So, correct. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why who would be on Ruckus now? Like some like question. cloud rapper, like SoundCloud kids. They would be, be like on French Montana or something like that. Like it's, See, it's a trick question because they, they wouldn't they, they weren't going to be purists. They, no. they they didn't they stopped like they almost I, I think they would have they would have gone backwards to try to be like a Koch records because their expansion into mainstream would have failed. And they were like, we have to get back to our roots. Who who isn't good enough to be on Koch records? Exhibit. Let's get them. <laughs> Like yeah. exhibit or something, you know what I mean? And shouts exhibit, but like someone on that level. I was thinking even lower than that. Oof. Like, uh, like milk bone. <laughs> oh, shouts to milk bone. Oh yeah, I I can't I can't agree with either points. I see. I I agree with both you guys. They wouldn't have any any young body. I don't know. They wouldn't have anybody young on the roster. It's a trick question. Yeah. It would be like all nonfiction records. Sabak Red, oh, jump yeah. off a bridge. Mile bag. Uh, all right. So Sankofa wants to know um, says, We're tasked with resurrecting the career of Mike Geronimo. Mm. Who are you tapping in for production? Oh, that's Sankofa. First person that comes to my mind is Ray West. Like what Ray did with OC mm. and what he did with AG, like having those, those older cats settle into a new space. I think Ray's fucking incredible with that. So he would be my pick for Mike Geronimo. Yeah, I like that. What do you got, Castro? A handful of the Griselda producers. Either mm. um, Derringer and like Sadu Gold. 
or like Conductor Williams. Oh, and, I love Conductor and Camel Monk, but just two out of the four. I would do, yeah, because they would, would you know, just put him in that chamber. That's where he would, um, he would, you know, at least if we're talking about resurrecting his career, right? Yeah, okay, I like that. What do you got? Liz? Um, I, I was oh. thinking Messiah Music or uh, like August Fanon. Mm. That's a good one too. But again, yeah, that's yeah. like, are we trying to keep him underground? Are we trying to Griselda him out? Are we, you know, what I mean, like, I think these questions are good in the void, but like they're especially with somebody like Mike Geronimo, you can underground him out. Yes, right. Like you were saying with Messiah in August, indie. Let's use an indie term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Griselda him out, which is like mid mid post mid mid major mid right. indie. Mm-hmm. Or so you can um like fat beats. That's what I was thinking with Ray. You get him in that yeah. fat beats, like get on down record space. You know what I mean? Where it's on like satellite radio and people are jacking for it, like that type of world. But it's not, you know, it's not the Griselda space of iconic, you know, diehard fans just scooping it off the strength. Wouldn't be that. Yeah. But I'd like to. You could also Dr. grab Williams. like anybody that did stuff with like Boldy James too. Could kind of, like, I think, work. Craven. Yeah, like Craven. Well, Craven. Be good. That would be cool. Yeah, I would, be in, I would be into that. And Mike, and Mike's from he's from Queens, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I would. I would put him with like maybe just Seb Bash if we're going there. Give him a whole mm-hmm. Seb Bash project because nice. You know, like Seb sounds like you know we're talking resurrection here, so like Seb sounds like the Ty Ferris project and stuff. He's giving a lucid. Like you give him a good bite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like give him the whole project. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that's uh, that would be my Seb Bash suggestion. He would have the whole project, not like just a couple joints. Oh, and my Queen should be Large Pro. Do the Large Pro Mike Geronimo album. Nice. Would that be too classicy? I I think you can. There's a space to lean. Like that's like that's like Fat Beats on steroids. Like they would go crazy if if that if that album came up to their to their desk tomorrow and they, but, they handed it. Would in, it Fat be Beats f- would go But would it be fresh or would it be? And it's not dissing them. Or would it be mellow music, nostalgic? Um, you know I mean, it probably would be, but but Large Pro is like clean and current. Like he doesn't just do like, oh, here's all my old beats from '95, the beat album. Like a lot of those guys do. He doesn't do that shit. So, but yeah, it would lean into that. I mean, he, he, when he did the Core Mega album a while back, it was just like a Large Pro record, you know, updating his beats with Mega, just doing Mega shit. So, I guess I guess question more is like, what what, what would Mike Geronimo rap about today? Would it be like just, yeah. okay, yeah, we'll just do nostalgia raps or what would it be? That's the question I would have. I mean, yeah, if you're bringing Mike Geronimo back, is it for nostalgia's sake? I mean, I guess it would depend right. on what he would want it to, but I think. Because he could easily go mellow and do like what OC has done. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, yeah. Or like and now, or something. That's my, it's, it's modern in the sense it's new, but there's still a nostalgic pocket right? when you do it that way. Yeah. yeah, or even like when Chong did like that Curious record with Road Data. Well, I mean, yeah. all right, so let's call it Apollo Brown. I think, yeah, that, that could probably Give him an Apollo Brown record. That way you could take it either way. You could be I would nostalgic. rather have Large Pro, but yeah, Apollo it could, is... It could be either nostalgic or it could maybe, you know, catch a catch a wave and get a little mainstreaming. Yeah, that's you probably know? easy. That's probably the safest bet. You know what I'm saying? Built-in it's fan probably base. probably like that Sky Zoo Vibe. You see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, it could go where it wants to go. If if there's something spectacular on it, then so be it. It'll get a right. commercial yeah. things of that nature. But at least with Apollo, we know it'll be solid craft track yeah. one to ten. Yeah, no real skips. You know what I'm saying in that vein. 
And then I just yeah. think Apollo's nice in the middle of all the people we've suggested. A good call. Yeah. Just in terms yeah, of like it's steady 55 degrees, 55 <laughs> miles per hour on yeah. cruise control. Be, you know, speed limit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hitting all the stops, making this good, making good time. So uh, Big R wants to know, what's our favorite De La song? My, I mean, mine's IMIB. Oh, I, I knew one of you guys were going to say that. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's probably the, the cliche answer, but it's one of the greatest rap songs ever made. But it's like everything has like a new meaning. A lot of what Dove has said, like means yeah. different things, which is strange when somebody passes. Yeah. Like I'm having even a hard time saying my daylight references in my verses. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. shows coming up and I'm trying to, you know, rehearse and I have to stop when I say it or whatever. And it's just yeah, I don't know what that would be right now. Um, okay. I I think I would I mean stakes as high as like it's kind of like a corny answer to me, but when I was listening to it again the other day, I was just getting goosebumps hearing that shit. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. damn, this shit is, <laughs> it's it's a perfect song. So I would probably still go with Stakes out of, out of everything. It'd be oh. a tie between Millie, Break of Dawn, and um, Eagle Trip. Yeah, Break of Dawn's like my one A one B with stakes. Yeah, Break of but Dawn's amazing. Millie Pull a Pistol is still like pretty incredible song. Yeah, um, yeah. And then also there's a newer one, Trying People. Really oh nice. yeah, no, and especially now that's from AOI, I think. Yes. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's just Dave. It's a solo Dave joint. Oh, that song's so good. Good question. No, is on it. Is it's he? Just, yeah. It's just in the beginning the uh sample is somebody on the phone saying oh yeah it's, yeah you're right yeah. mile back and Kenny wants to know do y'all have any examples of potentially great albums that were ruined by record labels i mean my pick would be as easy as bulletproof wallets and all of that yeah the good, call. good call place yeah. songs um that's an old one a new question. one to me would be um uh conway's goat Oh know, God! You know, whatever it was, the Conway conspiracies. It Here wasn't it conspiracy. It was picked clean. A lot of those songs ended up on different projects, and so when he finally dropped it, it was a skeleton of what it was. So that'll be that was mm. be my two picks in terms of like red tape getting in the way of whatever it was supposed to be. And mm. I also think there's something to be said about uh, Lupe Fiasco's "The Cool." I feel like there was like two or three versions of that. Oh no, there was definitely a no, lot not more the cool, of uh, food and not liquor. The cool, not the cool food and liquor. Yes. That's what I'm yeah, you're right about definitely. Liquor. Yeah, there's more there's other versions of that shit. Hmm. Oh, Alaska, was there any like jokes shit like that? No. No. I will say a good version of that. Not that is, I know of anything. Um is uh Uptown Saturday night. And because I also think people have I don't know if we misconstrued, but how many beats people thought were for Jay-Z. Yeah, but they were like, I don't think it's as many as people think. Like, they feel like half the record was Jay Z beats at one point in Camp Low, and I think it's the other way around. Yeah, but but, I, but I the, think but, Bulletproof but, Waltz is the correct answer. 
Okay. That's a great call. I, I can only say from insider knowledge about Watch the Throne that the the retail version was very scaled back and more basic. And the original version they did was like very much out there, like pushing the boundaries of shit. And then we came to like even when they even like that first single no one ever talks about that ham song. That bricked fucking hard, and they just kind of like like oh no that was that was just like a that was like a leak like we're not that wasn't a real single because that shit flopped and then they put out Otis and then they put out you know uh, N words in Paris but yeah that that album is um, very different from what my all my friends that worked on it said they were like yeah it's kind of disappointing compared to how it started so mile back <laughs> Plaxnor wants to know what are some of the best nicknames slash AKAs in the game. Uh, it was just on my timeline. Someone's talking about Scaramanga, Chewbacca, and Circumcised. Chewbacca Circumcised is amazing. <laughs> a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I really like Inspector Deck and the whole Wu Gambito naming himself Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh Fingers is that great. That is fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I love um, I love Daddy Fat Sex. Sir and Lucius, for Sir Boy Lucius Left Foot is even better. Foot, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that is even better. Yeah, Sir Lucius, and that's the second album. Sir Lucius Left Foot. Uh, you know what the worst one is? Don Mega Ice Cube. <laughs> it's really bad. No, the um, the alias is for Malik. You know, thought the bad lieutenant. Bad lieutenant. Yeah, and the um, the M Illitant. M. Illitant, those are good ones. M. Illitant, fill the fifth gorilla chant. Y'all talk about bodies, but you will not kill an ant. My skill is ant, we pull a nigga like a stamp. Caliber is other caliber, now you be damned. When I operate a crowd, I populate my game, I make a wound populate into one fifth. This is stock and hate. Pizza logistics. Those are good ones. Uh, Anybody else you can think of? Did LL ever have any? Just beside Uncle L? They called him Big Ellie. Big Ellie. Yeah. No one ever called him that. Yo, hey, Big Ellie, can I borrow fifteen dollars till I get paid? Like no other, like, yo, Big Ellie, what's up? No, I think it was just. I mean, because it's it's all his abbreviations and names in his original name. He has an abbreviation. He has a, a acronym. He has mm. a cool uh, yeah. signifier for hip hop. There's a lot going on in his name. It's a lot for it to even be a nickname. LL Cool J, you know. Yeah. What about um like, LP? Um, what about LP Laserface? I, I thought that was know. kind of fire. LP or El Producto? I don't think. Yeah. L- Lyrical Punisher, El Producto, yeah. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. What about um Kung Fu Kenny for uh, Kendrick? Oh, that's a good one. I love that. What, for uh, Kendrick? Yeah, for yeah. Damn. Kung Fu Kenny now. I didn't like Damn. So oh, well, naturally. I didn't take but... to all of the, the mythology to win with it. So. There wasn't any. That's why it's great. It's just a banging record. Kung Fu Kenny now. New Kung Fu Kenny. <laughs> that was the best. What about yo? Where did the plug names come from? And Dayla, speaking of them, how did that come Never up? Saw. No, but like, how do they decide plugs? Like, what did that mean? So plug tuning. Oh, you don't know what plug the plugs mean? Yeah. What is that about? With the microphone and what channel you're in? Oh, that was that. I thought it was more like Long Island mm-hmm. shit. Plug one. He had the first mic. Plug two. He had gotcha. the second mic. And Mace had the third. Oh, that's cool. They're, they're like you, the didn't, first you didn't AKAs. know it was about. You didn't nah, know it was no, about. Idea. Oh, no idea. No idea. Like, and that's what plug tuning. And then they say plug. He's plug one. I'm plug two. Right. Plug tuning, tuning. Oh, that's know, awesome. The PA system. They're ready to perform. That's so cool. And they said they didn't. Even, you know, they weren't meaning those to be aliases, but it just came from that. That's song. So dope. That's so cool. 
I'm in. Mailbag. All right. So Elmatic wants to know, where did our names come from? Where did our names come from? Our rapper names. Like, oh, where, where, I feel like, I feel yeah, like this is a well-covered topic. I don't, I don't think Elmatic's been listening to the show for the last four uh, years. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel we co- we've probably covered it somewhere, but a lot. It's, we could probably give the the quick uh, rundown. Yeah, what what is your Sanford again, Alaska? All lyrical. All lyrical, always seeking knowledge, asshole. Yes, yes, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was just, another one about kicking ass or something. No, I just had it backwards. Alaska. Always lyrical, kicking fucking ass. It's me, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Alaska. Uh, <laughs> Alexa. Um, my my rap name is nothing special. I, I was gonna just be Zilla and I looked it up and there was a, a million bands and DJs. I was like, fuck. So I just threw a rock on there just to make it more searchable and specific. I'm like the anti-Andrew. Everyone kept trying to tell Andrew to change the name. He's like, nope, just Andrew. I'm like, bro, you're in for a, a rough time with the Google search of the Spotify links. He's like, well. Um, I was trying to have like two things that mean different. Like I was doing like a hard juxta- juxtaposition. Like Marilyn Manson. So like yeah. Marilyn Monroe and then Charles Manson. So it's like the evil and the sweet side of him or whatever. Right. So I thought the same thing. So I was like, Curly. Um, it's like the intellectual, like, you know, commerce side or whatever. It's what most girls call me or whatever. And then Castro was like the militant side. Um, and so I just put them together. It really just came to me. It was, I don't know what the, really just, I was looking for names one day and then dropped in my head. I don't, I really don't know why. I mean, I'm a <laughs> fake fan of, of Fidel Castro and some of his philosophies, but, um, I don't know, because it wasn't like I came up with like Castro and then put the curly on it. It really came to me as like one full name. And I have I had a whole bunch of other names. So um and that one just worked. Mile back. Trey doesn't, aka I will kill you N-word. Shouts um, to Trey. And, 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 and real quick, shouts to Trey. He's a, he's a Patreon guy now. Fucking love nice, us out Trey. here. Thank you, Trey. Appreciate Good you. Shit. Man. Yeah. Um, so Trey wants to know who's a rapper. That everyone else hates and gives shit, but that you like. Drake. Drake. Always Drake. The answer is always Drake. Incredible. Incredible fucking songwriter. Incredible rapper. Highly phonetic. Flows. Beat selection. Fucking legend. Icon. Drake. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for my time. Gross. (laughs) Super gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll ask you. You could take that one first. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Nelly, and people hate Nelly. Nelly. Um. Yeah. Um. You know, so I mean, I don't know if he's a rapper, but I've really grown to love the song "Mambo Number Five by Louis <laughs> Vega. So. Not not a rapper. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Afro Man or some shit. Oh no! Um, but um, I mean, like, it's got uh, rap elements to it. But uh, does it Lou Bega? Yeah, a little bit of my yeah, it's got some in scratching in it. You know, it's kind of like, wait, 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 get the there's some scratching in it. <laughs> they're scratching in it. Oh I'm saying, listen to it, they're scratching in that. shit. Jesus Christ, that's your justify Lou, Lou, Lou Bega. What about OMC? Yeah. 
How bizarre. I don't know. I can't come. I mean, maybe RX, ne- RX, um, RX nephew. Who's that? Is. You know who RX nephew is. Nah. Y'all don't know who RX. Nah, I don't know. RXK, ne- I mean, so, so it's a K in it, but it's like RX nephew. You never heard him? No. Damn. He's, he's, he did that song about Kanye. No. I can't stand no fucking Yeezys. I hate Yeezys. Nah. You never heard? All right, Man, hold never on. Heard is he on TikTok? Shit. I gotta check him out. Hold on, hold on. Oh, this dude. Okay. Okay. I kind of right, like, fuck like, with his who, vibe. How the fuck Woody Allen still make movies? Who the fuck watching a Woody Allen movie? I'm gonna talk about <laughs> talk. Hollywood gonna have to shoot me. Like, he's Ooh. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I love this dude. He's he's hilarious, yo. Oh, it's called Yeezy Boots. Where is it at? Oh, nice. Hold on. Somebody took it down. Okay, let me see. Yeezy it was on boots. Twitter. Somebody put it back up. It's hilarious, Yeezy Boots. When I pop out, got that dog shit on me. You broke, then don't be calling on me. Jump out the car, got a glass on the side. She saying she love me, then telling me lies. I talk more shit than Kanye West. They say I'm crazy like Kanye West. I can't really agree with Kanye West. Niggas be on drugs like Kanye West. He run around acting like he don't know it. They gon' kill his ass and everybody know it. You dumb think Kanye gon' be homeless. Shut up, Kanye made graduation. Shut up, Kanye made Jesus walk. I get high picture of Jesus talk. If I slap shit out you, it ain't my fault. It's really your fault. I'ma do an interview like Kanye West. Talk more conspiracies than Kanye West. I'ma buy some land like Kanye. Splash a bitch with balling bombs. Anyway, sorry. We got sidetrack on the easy. There we go. You can cut that off. Mile back. All right. So Spinach wants to know who are our favorite DJs and why? Oh, great question. It's never been asked. Uh, my, I, I'm, I'm a big Rock Raider guy. Love Rock Raider. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I thought he was really nasty with it. He had like a lot of, uh, I don't know. How, I'm not good at explaining DJ cuts and what makes them separate, but I felt like he was. I felt like he was always the illest out of the executioners and the X Men. Um, he did yeah, the he cuts. Was nasty. Yeah, he did the cuts on like Tres Leches for Pun. He had an album called um, Crossfaders, which was really dope. He had like Lord Sear on there doing skits, and the way he was blending a lot of the the shit on that record with like uh, Big L Abonics and Show and AG uh, Drop It Heavy. I just always, I was always like very enthralled with his particular style. To me, it's like him and then live would be like Mixmaster Mike. Mixmaster Mike's fucking wildly nasty. So yeah, those are my guys. Um, it's always a it's facts one. Facts. Go back to facts. Nice. Like one of my favorites from his stuff with the perceptionist, his own stuff, stuff he's done for me. You know, always gonna yeah, he's give done. it up to facts. Shouts to facts. We gotta bring him on. I like Mr. Dibs. He's dope. Yeah, yeah shout out to him. Um, I also like like Kid Capri and shit like that too, who aren't like necessarily like battle DJs, but right, right. You know, we're innovative in their own way. Like Definitely. I like those types of dudes a lot. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. So let's take a quick break. Let's do it. And we'll come back uh with some more questions and uh we'll talk to y'all soon. You got it. Let's come on back now. You hear? Boom. Colin right. Sedale Threat Remix EP available now. Name your price at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com or stream on all DSPs. Classic cuts from the Sedale Threat album. Remixes from Small Professor, Jason Griff, Mighty Healthy, and yours truly, Zilla Rock. On the mic with Casual. 
Bruiser Wolf, Thurston How the Third, Read the Lost Cause, Alaska, and of course Castro and Prem Rock. It's a Dale Brett remix EP available everywhere. Get that now. Mailbag. Keyboard Colossus, aka Free Music Empire, aka Dano wants to know. If the double XL freshman uh, existed in 2001, who would be your class? In 2001, another trick question because yeah, my problem with the freshman list was like, first of all, it wasn't always freshmen. It started Correct. being like yeah exposure. So when you got your your big, you know, your big mass appeal moment, is then they would put you on the list, even if you were around for three, four years beforehand right. or yeah. five years. So it's it's weird when I realized that I, at first it was like freshmen and kind of rookies, if you will with their first little hits and things of that nature. Like when the City Girls was on there, that was real. They were really new. Cardi was really new. Yep. And a lot, but then half of them are, you know, not plants, but people that have some type of established thing. So they're not really freshmen. It's just the first mm-hmm. time they're getting this type of exposure. So it was, always, it was always a funny list. I never hated on the list, but when I figured out it was like freshmen and sophomores and maybe some seniors or somebody that's come back or whatever, I think yeah. even Ransom was on the list. And that doesn't even, that doesn't even make any since chronologically like ransom was around before <laughs> xxl so like that's all you know it's just kinda... it was always like you were a freshman before you put out your first commercial album I, I, I get but like i said like if ransom is on it he's been around you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. just strange to make it, a, it so it's about an exposure point when you reach a yeah. certain point of exposure then they can consider you a freshman for their yeah all right then all right, play okay. the game. Oh one. What's what's uh what's oh one? Oh, that's like uh, who's a who's new in two thousand one? Canox. Oh, good call. Wow. Canox. When did, um, when did Dilla's first solo album? Ooh, welcome to Detroit. Okay. Right. Yeah. When, when did that? When did Ti his first record? The one with uh. Yeah, I'm serious. With, that yeah, may have been oh one. That's what I'm saying. With Beanie, I don't think it was. Because that was before, you know, way before all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, what record when did this drop? This came out in 01. Good call. You nailed it. Did it? Yeah. Yes. You know I'm saying he was around. Yeah. Know, okay. He moves. would be on there. Yep. Yeah. So he might. Be what's the name on that album? Dude. Um, the, that, uh, what's my it's name? It's not a good album. It's not a good album. Uh, no. Yeah. No, the, the best T.I. song ever is on the album. What's your name with Pharrell? That's yeah, it's, it's not. It's not that good album. His, his potential. No, but that song, What's Your Name, is unbelievable. It's um. What about good. um? Pep Love, he dropped Ascension that year. But wasn't Pep around with Hyro a bit? But he was as a solo artist. It was his sort of first appearance. I mean, if we're using the like, you know, sort of exposure point. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's a good call. Yeah, Pep Love could be there. Uh, Aesop really too. Like Labor Days was like a real huge record. What's Jurassic Five timeline at that point? Uh, I don't think they're out yet. I'm looking or, at um, boom. Uh, what's Quantum doing? Quantum had been around for a while. For like four then. or five. Yeah, because they came out yeah. in 96. Soul Size, I think it's 99. Yeah. All right. Um, Nightmare. It could be 97, 98. Yeah, they were around. They were doing, they were putting Kitty Pablo. Was that his oh, first record? Was that the year? From I the, think it um, might have been. His Diary just, of a Sinner, First Entry, that's his first joint? Yeah, we would have to. So if, if that's the case, then also Trick Daddy. No, he was that way before that. That's not the same way before that. He was on the, the www.thug.com. Yeah, I thought that was that the was same timeline. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my uh, guys. No, Trick Daddy did drop that year, but. 
He was out before that. My guys, they, yeah. they were new this year. Screwball loyalty. Woo, love that album. Well, they knew I was wondering yeah. if they were new. What's up with um Philly's most wanted? Screwball. I don't, I don't know. Screwball. What's up Philly's most wanted? Um, um, they had one. Saul Williams dropped his first record. Oh, then? that album. No, that the, the screwball. We're, I'm gonna do a screwball episode. Yeah. Screwball is amazing. You go, you, you go right ahead. That runway is nope. clear. I got my show, baby. Use record. Yeah, We're man. doing it. That runway is clear. You have no other planes in your way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, all you. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at what came out. There's no idea for that topic. Oh, Bubba Sparks, guys. Dark days, bright nights. Isn't he would that be on, his he would first be on record? That. Yep, he would be on that. Yeah, he would definitely guys. be on that. What about um, Jadakus? I know he was there uh, with yes. the locks, but it's his first solo. Yeah, but see, that, that's that's where the weird thing would be. Right. Like, but they were always on that yeah. shit. You would be on, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Did they separate yeah. groups and put somebody as a freshman if they came out solo? So would that like work for like Pusha T at some point? I don't know. That's where mm. I, get, I think it gets tricky. That's where Yeah. I, I oh, here's one does. for you. Ready? He was a solo. He came out the G-Dep, Child of the Ghetto. He would be on the cover. Nah, that record wasn't bumpy. Like, it has... If we're following the parameters, they have to be like really new. They were, he new, was. Their new shit is cracking, like from the gate. Not really, because he, I'm just saying, because he was on Bad Boy. He's, yeah, he's but a, anybody that has to build on Bad Boy. Anybody that had to build up any momentum, that wouldn't put them on that list. So, how about um, a mortal technique? They would not put him on that list. No. Because well, I, I can Ox, they put a mortal but, technique. But Ken Ox, you could point to a song. Was pretty big. Oh, 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 you're right. Oh, that was the that album. Year. Okay. But what about yeah. what song? Yeah, that was. That song can't get like major release though. That one, he's like, I killed the president or whatever. The one, the assassination one. But it was, that was the most it was big. It's a massive I mean, record. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I stopped reading Double XL before they started having the fifteen. So, right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they yeah. would do somebody that radical without a single that's not a crossover thing. So, like, how about Nas reintroducing himself in Stillmatic? No, he wouldn't be on there. <laughs> Millennium <laughs> Thug, Millennium Thug yeah. would be on there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean, like. Unless it's a crossover song. So, like, my my example would be, like, if Dead Prez was to make it on the list, it would be because of hip-hop, not because yeah. of how good Dead Prez is. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm. Just for just for that XXL shit. Fair. Fair enough. Good question. All right. What's next? Mile back. The next question comes from Big R. It's his second question. I uh, said, LL just, just uh, tweeted out that he had scrapped a record. Have you guys ever scrapped an, enti- an entire album? And if so, what led to that decision? Do you regret it now? All right, well, LL was trolling because when you went to the video, he said, I was thinking about why about my new album and my questions about it. And it's too fucking dope. Q-Tip, you're a genius. It's the best work. So, you know, wow. so that was the announcement because I went and listened to it. But um, as far as me personally, I've never allowed myself to acquire enough material where when it got stopped, it was a full album. Um, my second album for my first successful group Bohemian Fifth, we did scrap a record. We were maybe like four or five joints into it. It was only going to be like 10 joints. And the unfortunateness of that, we had a single, it was ready to go, like radio was going to play it. And then one of the group members said he didn't like his verse and he just totally pulled it, just blew the air out the room. We just didn't want to promote something that he was acting all funny about. And yeah, the song was about to be played on the radio like in a week. And um, because one of the members didn't like his verse for whatever reason, we pulled a plug on that song. And that song was leading to the record. So that was that's my own personal experience about it. But it was only like five, six joints, but they were done. 
and then they just got all pulled. I got them somewhere on a CDR. It's tragic. I hate wasting music. Is my point. I don't, I don't do that type of shit. So yeah, that's my experience. Uh, I've scrapped. Yeah, I've, I've scrapped an entire project once before, but then I use like the verses for parts in another project going forward. So like, um, I had a a project done with a producer who then went fucking AWOL. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at a certain point, I was just like, fuck this person. Uh, I'm still very much kind of like, fuck this person. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I basically took all the lyrics and everything and put it to another project. Yeah, I didn't cannibalize. You know, I, I, I trimmed some fat, but. Um, yeah, I didn't cannibalize. It, it made for shit. a better project. Yeah. Yeah, I totally lost. The stuff I was talking about was totally lost. Oof. I re- reuse it. Yeah, I, I've I've thrown out entire songs before. Um, my old rap duo group, I didn't even. I truly don't even remember making this shit. I I found it on my hard drive like two years ago. We had an eighteen song album. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember making it. I don't remember shit. Wow. I remember, I remember doing maybe one or two songs live off this record. Griff has a beat on here. <laughs> Oh wow. Griff, Griff had a beat. Shouts to my man Fell Sweetenberg. He had a beat on here. And shouts to who else had a beat that our listeners might know on this record. I think that's it. Uh shouts to Camden. We did we, we recorded actually a lot of it in Camden, I remember, because that was where Fell lived. But um when I was going through this sessions, I was like, I don't remember any of this shit. And uh it's better that it never came out. And none of it there was nothing there to save and parse to you know recycle or reuse which i love to do you know what i mean like how does like kill the buffalo and use every single part didn't use any parts of this shit just fucking let it go so there you go mile bag the next question i'm gonna try to interpret this because i'm not sure i completely understand it but um <laughs> and sam's van wants to know are any rappers who surround themselves with much greater talent the weakest links of their co- respective circles Oh, wait, Um, say it one more time. Yes. So are any rappers who surround themselves with much greater talent, are they the weakest link of their respective circles? Uh, I, but, I mean, I was I was thinking about somebody today that actually fits this separately. But um, if like, but the nature of the question, if they're surrounding themselves with better talent, then wouldn't that make them the or is the weakest link mean something else? No, no, no. I think I think it means you're purposely seeking out people that are better than you, and you know they're better than you. Right. So, so then, you're, so you're then the, the other one. part of the question is saying is that does that person end up being a weakest link? Isn't that what they're doing? So, well, I I think you could look at it two ways. Like, the person who might not have the most talent might be the one that drives the group to get shit mm, done. Good call. Might be like you know the okay. sort of managerial presence within the group that actually makes it happen. Okay. You know, where there's, you know, people that are, are much more talented, but don't necessarily have the drive. You know, I mean, we yeah, all know yeah, people so that talent, are talented yeah. beyond anything. Yeah, talent yeah. might not lead the, lead the horses there. Okay, I, 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 yeah, could so, that. I could dig that. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the person, ahead, person I think of is uh, Jim Jones. Jim mm-hmm. Jones was like, kind of like that guy. He was there about getting business deals and hanging out. He, he like was always in cam videos. I think he might direct directed one. He was like trying to famously be cast in a movie and he accosted Larry Lars Fishburne <laughs> in the airport and he was trying to get a role and they were kept calling him Larry instead of Lawrence 
and he almost got a fight with Lawrence Fishburne. But uh, Jim Jones now is a shockingly really competent, awesome New York swag street trap dude. And he was hands down the worst fucking rapper in Dipset when like Ball and all that shit hit. Like he was not good. So no. um, he's now, it's like him and Cam are neck and neck at a, at a Dipset, which is fascinating. I will say, um, I mean, 50 dabbled in that when he did, when, when G was at his strongest. Yes. He made a point to have other lyricists around him. Um, West Side Gun actively started the Griselda blueprint with, you know, his two partners, Benny and Con- Conway being the better spitters. Yeah. Just in terms of like going on radio and having verses after verses. Because yeah. I don't care what anybody says, Westside, you know, he has some great verses. He's, a, he's actually totally. a really good lyricist. I love him. But he knew to arm himself with some rock wallers, you know what I'm saying? Right. With, with, with long chains. And so that, I think, but that was the point. Um, yeah, those, that's, that's my, those are my examples. So, hmm. yeah, I, I don't have a specific example but I think it more depends on the situation within the group would be my answer as to mm. whether they're the weakest link or not. Right. Just, I need, I need a more definitive of what that means. Is that like, yeah. yeah. Cause you could say easy E, but he was a creation. Right. And, and his voice yeah. were, with what they were writing, you know what I'm saying? Cause for that yeah. case, Dre would have just done those verses and that, that wasn't yeah. working. They needed easy for the caricature. You know what I'm saying? So like, they needed it to work that way. So was he the weakest link or was he the strongest character? I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's a very specific, like a person that's going to surround themselves with greater talent. To me, that means that that person's kind of the center of gravity. Mm. So because they're surrounding West Side, themselves. Like West Side. Yeah, like West Side. Yeah, West yeah. Side. Would, but, all right, then Diddy? Yeah, I mean, exactly. But Diddy's like the center of gravity for Bad Boy, right? right? But he is so, an artist, and he does have better artists around him. He does have yeah. artists right from, but he is the centerpiece. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, like, if you're just like the wackest dude in the crew, that's different. That's different. Yeah. yeah. So to me, like, surround is the key word. Uh, Ninth Prince, mile bag. All right. So Garfunkel wants to know. Um, he says Garfunkel? the weather's getting warmer. What's that? Shout out to Garfunkel. Yeah. He's dope. AKA simple simpleton underscore prods. Um, he said the weather's getting warmer, at least hopefully. What are you listening to once the once the weather hits 70 degrees outside? Stevie B. Stevie B. Wow. Lil Susie on my freestyle shit. I'm going Go right freestyle. The, I'm going to 90s Guido mode immediately. Nice. Fucking rhythm as a dancer, snap, all that shit. I go right into that world. Jock jams, that type of shit. Had like 90s mainstream house dance music. Immediately. You gotta go with that. Nice. What do you got, Castro? Oh, uh, no, uh, I don't know. I listen to what I'm working on. All right. Um, I'll go with like Uptown Saturday night. Fuck yeah. Good call. So I'll probably be outside doing some yard work or something. And I'll, I'll throw that shit on. I, I miss yard work. I had like a little preview of my new house before the weather changed. It was dope. Fuck with Chelsea yard work. Mile bag. So Rhino, aka uh, Agint La Fire. Um, it's my man right there what is it spell it as i i g n i right yeah i thought it was the flare or fire okay yeah something like that i I thought it was like jerome jerome mcginla from the calgary flames back in the day let's call him rhino for now (laughs) Um, 
because that's that's what his handle is or his yeah. uh his you know name is um do your girlfriend's wives partners love hip-hop um and is that a precursor for a healthy relationship when you're a hip-hop Ooh, artist? great question castro uh no what do you think but no she does not love hip-hop <laughs> really no she doesn't love it she likes okay. it she tolerates it and no she doesn't tolerate it either Oof. she likes it but she doesn't love it um and that's not her music of choice to be played in the background or um consistently um it's not a prerequisite in fact it's probably better if totally your partner agree. doesn't like it at all mm -hmm. um, totally agree. your partner likes it you get into these weird ego games where if your partner likes hip-hop then you want them to like your hip-hop and then you kind of want them to think yours is the best which is somewhat unrealistic you know mm -hmm. you might not even make the stuff that they like doesn't mean it's good or bad or ugly so it's just sometimes i just feel like it's best like you, you date a i've done it you date a hip-hop head yes you're gonna have a lot of hip-hop discussions and a lot of uh debates now if you're into that type of shit so be it but don't expect i, I think what i'm trying to say is don't expect your partner to be all up into your music it might not that that model that model might not be healthy anyway mm, yeah. um so it's not a prerequisite um it's cool but sometimes those are just girls you just kind of date yes the girl usually a little bit um uh might have a little opposite uh interests different musical taste she's playing music in one room you're playing on the google speaker in another room yeah. <laughs> that's my take i love it uh totally agree you do not want to date if you're like a real serious MC DJ producer, you do not want to be dating someone like that. Whatever they're back, you can't. It's you got to have space to do your own shit and then learn from each other's tastes and worlds. Like in a long, long term relationship, you know what I mean? It's you want to have your own shit. You know what I mean? Like that's very underrated and important to have. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't work if they're into like you know christian rock or some shit and you're into fucking you know what i mean like what was that dude who carved up his face what was that motherfucker's name man that rapper i forget stitches. his name stitches stitches yeah you can't be in the stitches and your partner's into like jars of clay and like dc talk and all that shit you know what i mean you can't do it so you know but they should at least like you know fuck with i think i think here's the safest bet your partner should at least be really like tolerating or very into at least tribe call quest. I feel like that's a universal handshake of any dating situation or long-term relationship. Like if your partner can't fuck with tribe, that's, that's a red flag. You know what I mean? Like if they don't like tribe I mean, call quest, that's tricky. Cause tribe is like very I mean, middle, middle ground. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't use tribe as the barometer, but um, I see your point. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my my wife doesn't listen to any hip hop at all. None. So that's no, perfect. No, she's like into like new wave and shit like that. Fuck so, yeah. Um, which I appreciate because it gives me a whole genre of music I never checked out to listen to. But um, yeah, that's fire. But you know, I kind of agree with what you're saying about like having your own space. You have to like, you know, I don't know. I think there's like when you're younger, there's this sort of feel of a need to like like the same movies like the same tv shows like the same music so you because those are things you do when you're young you go to movies you watch tv and you fucking go to shows yep. so it's like yes. it's helpful but when you get older it's like you don't do those things anymore and it's like suddenly you're just on top of each other nonstop. yeah so it's like you don't need to have all that same shit in common 
Very true. Like the shit you need to have in common is like your your sort of morals, your your worldviews, things like that. Like those are the things that matter way more than the, the pop culture that you ingest. Totally. Totally agree. Mile bag. All right. Next question uh, from Sabo wants to know, he says, uh, I can't get past Kendrick's voice. That shit is a deal breaker for me. <laughs> a, what am I missing? And B, which rappers would benefit the most from a voice upgrade? Common. Common needs a better voice, bro. I think Common has a good rapper yeah, voice. I don't, nah. I, don't like, I don't like this question because... I don't like my rap voice. A lot of people do. And I think rap voice is another angle when it comes to people's deliveries and stuff. So it's like you find ways to embrace Riz's voice. You find ways he brought up Mace earlier to embrace Mace's Mace. voice. We've even had 2020 hindsight on Silk the Shocker's delivery. You know, no. People, Can't people, go there. No, I know that. But people are saying like there's a lot of cats these days that are inherently offbeat. Well, so yeah. They're accepted and stuff. I just played your RX nephew. He, you know, he rocks his own beat. So, so dope. And I don't know when it comes to voices. I, I could more, I could improve somebody's flow. I would, I would tell them flow is good or bad. But a voice is kind of funny because I think that's personal preference. It's personal preference. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Kendrick's voice. I don't like Kendrick's voice, but I think it's, it's, for me personally, like I have hearing damage from doing shows. And there are certain tones that actually literally hurt my ear. Oof. And his voice is in that range. Damn. So it bothers me when I listen to it. Like, I can't listen to music with, like, high-pitched trumpets in it. Mm. Yeah. So, like, if I'm listening, like, I can only listen to, like, certain Miles Davis records. Other oh, Miles yeah. Davis records I can't listen to because it hurts my ears. Damn. And I think, for me, like, Kendrick falls in that, that space. And I agree with Castro on the leg. I think if any rapper needs a better voice, it's me. <laughs> I wish I had a better voice. Same. But then like, uh, here comes the voice trick Z before you go. So like, say you have a problem with Ghostface voice. Do you have a problem with action Bronson's? Do you have a problem with West side gun? Is it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that all nasal cats? I don't know. Right. For me? No, just in a general sense. If, if, oh yeah. If, you know, if, if you go in that route, I just mentioned cats who all have this similar nasally voice. And that yeah. might just be your preference where somebody might like all the AOs. Yeah. Um, Kendrick, he has very, very pleasing vocals at times, which I really enjoy. Um, but where he gets that style from, where he goes over the top with the voice, is actually his love for eminem that's eminem doing way too much shit with the voice like kendrick has you know talked about you know eminem as being in one of his influences one of his other influences is dmx so when you listen to kendrick's records and you're and you know to listen for dmx or eminem you're like oh that's the eminem part of the song where he's doing this you know what i mean and then when dmx would do shit with his voice like DMX wouldn't go that far. Like he would do like like the high pitched here and there or like Damien or like stop being greedy. But then he was just doing the DMX voice though 90% of the time. Whereas like Kendrick swerves in and out of lanes a lot. And the times when he has very his voice is not a grating thing. I think I think it's fantastic. You know what I mean? But he definitely it's like machinations. And I think it's also like as we've said before in the past about 
anyone who like walks in the door with, with Dr. Dre, he's going to make you do way too much shit with your voice and patterns. That's just like, it's just like too much window dressing all the time. You know what I mean? Rather than just sticking to what you're good at. So that's my two cents on Kendrick. Mile back. Tweets Van Zant wants to know, um, let's call the year 2000 the midpoint of rap. It kind of almost technically works um, and it's a nice round number. What are the best things left behind by the new millennium and the best things to develop since the new millennium? So, so 2000 being 25, so 1975 and then 2025. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the midpoint. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Say the question one more time, please. All right. So um, what is the best thing that was left behind in the new millennium? Like, so something that we really miss about the early the first half of rap and the best thing that developed since the year 2000. It's a good question. It's a tough one. It is a good question. I think, I think um, the best thing to leave behind is the fucking 79 minute albums. No, not the best no, thing. The, the best thing, the best thing that we left behind, not necessarily. Yeah. Like something that we, we were missing missed. that we shouldn't have left behind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to leave behind the, no, no. Track no, 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 not no. something you're happy to leave behind. Something that oh. you wish was still going on that got left behind. Oh, right. that was okay. Yeah. I got what you're saying. Right. Okay, the, yeah. the best thing you can think of that was left behind from that era, mm-hmm. from um, 2000 would, as the midpoint. Okay, got you. I would say the um, if we're going from 75 to 2000, I would say the um, the prominence of the DJ. Mm. Like, that was really strong. Um, mm. Spinning parties, being equal um, on the marquee. With the MC you yep. were with, uh, Funky Four Plus One, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, you know, um, uh, Jam Master J being an equal member of the group, even um, Pace Master Mace came up in a time where, you know, the DJ was an equal member of the group. And I do mm-hmm. miss that because um, I felt like there was a little bit more contribution in terms of the music on the record. Terminator X had a lot to do with PE records, you know what yep. I'm saying? And then to use a bad example that is a good example is like, you know, fucking Incubus. They got a DJ there for dressing. And a mm. lot of times people use DJs as like just dressing or spices or or something to qualify them with one of the elements. And I think that's corny. Yeah, agreed. And then what's the best thing since? I mean, I would, I, to me, um, the, 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 the secrets out, home studios, uh, different ways to get distribution like music was such a mystery yeah the 80s and 90s a lot of magic 2000s like oh, i don't know how to get there i just run around in manhattan hopefully i bump into somebody or i seen buster Rhymes. it used to be such a you know who knew or maybe puffy will discover me in front of a barbershop i didn't like it when it was like that you know I mean, it was too yeah. a secret squirrel and if you didn't have the right if you didn't know the right people you could just be like spinning your wheels i like that the, the jig is up that the secret's out that, that you know people know a lot more about the music industry before they get into it they know a lot about the ins and outs they're not not always taken for granted or taken for a ride with those contracts and stuff so i'm, I'm glad about the transparency i guess z um it's kind of silly but um like music videos Mm, that's like a good music, one. Like music videos were a big deal, and you know it was a dominant way to promote and and you learn about the artists and get their personality. But also, you know, yeah, it's great to shoot your own videos on your phone and 
have your homies do it, but you know, there used to be real artistic people <laughs> and, and real directors like F. Gary Gray and Steve Carr. Used to be and like think about Gregory um, Dark, all those dudes. The fact right. that video vixens don't exist anymore, like literally just yeah. don't exist. Yeah, like they have their own shit, but um, like even Brett Ratner directed Triumph. You know what I mean? So there used to be like like a set and like you know makeup and wardrobe and a whole thing and you know that's totally wiped out so i feel like that sucks because there's been so many times on this show where we've talked about a song like oh but the video is what put me over the top with it and i don't really that almost never happens anymore where i'm like oh the video is what put me on to this thing where i think of the video and i think of the song that almost never happens so and there's more videos than ever obviously but yeah i think that's that's the one thing that sucked and what and what's the other part i'm still trying to interpret the question um what's the best thing that happened since the best thing that happened since like from 2000 um, on something yeah from 2001 I, on. I, I would say just the availability of beats like castro was saying when things were like so magical and hard and you know you really were stuck with whoever the fuck you just happened to meet or find out and they had all the power like producers ran the fucking world because barely anybody can make beats or have programs or spend thousands of dollars and, you know, learn the MPC or the SP and all that shit. So now it's like, you, there's think about how many dope ass producers all of us have worked with now in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Seriously, like an awesome, awesome artist that we yeah. would have never had access to because they didn't live in our neighborhood or they weren't someone's cousin or someone's ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or something. Yeah. So or I, they couldn't I afford the equipment. Great. Right. It was just, it was just so much cheaper huge, now. Like it's, it's a huge yeah. investment. So, um, yeah, I, I just remember like banging my head against the wall, dealing with dickhead producers, serious fucking stingy, asshole, antisocial, weirdo motherfuckers and having to give them money. I couldn't stand that shit. So I'm glad that's over with. I'm torn for two different things between for before 2000. One of them is like the, um, the B-side remix where it was like, same same title for a song but mm -hmm. completely new beat completely new verses a guest feature yeah. like i feel like that doesn't happen anymore um that was cool but really like i miss i miss a time where artists weren't constantly in your face mm. like i i like they having mystery around my artist what's that when they went yeah they went away like yeah. i don't need to know your fucking every thought every 24 you know every second of your life I don't need to see 9,000 videos of you telling me about, you know, your show coming up or what your thoughts are. We're on the Super Bowl, whatever the fuck it is. Like, I don't need any of that. Like, I miss I miss artists having some mystery to them. Uh, and then going forward from 2000, I think the the democratization of the music where, you know, sort of they're the role of the traditional gatekeeper is dead. Artists have way more power now than they ever did in the past. You can release your music however you want. You don't need somebody else to make you. You have so many different avenues where you can get your music out and, you know, sort of create your own lane without having to fit into like the mold of a few different major labels or a few magazines or radio stations. Yeah, it's a really good question. Yeah, shout out to Kyle. All right, so mile back. The next two questions are going to both be from DJ Rashid, uh, Rashid who sent yep. us nine thousand questions, but oh, we're only man. picking two of them. Let's do Sorry. It. <laughs> All right. So the first one, discussed. 
most deaf is the most talented rapper ever. Mm. He could rap, tell stories, yeah. be funny, be conscious, be, be jiggy, uh, has respect for the culture, but yes. also took it to a broader audience. He doesn't have a huge discography, but no MC is really touching his skill set. Agree. Um, I'm not going to say he's the best ever. I will say he's good at all of the categories. Yes. And mm -hmm. um, he can exist in, in many different arenas. But to truth be told, we haven't seen him in all of these multitude of arenas that we know he can um he can um exist in and strive in. I mean and, and um um and do well and excel in. We've seen him in, you know, maybe like two or three different type of um sound pastiches, if you will. So yeah. um I know he's capable. Um and I feel like he had his indie success and maybe even mid-major success. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he he got into the acting where he didn't really blow blow up because mm -hmm. you know what acting? No, I'm talking about music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's very successful in, in, in his exposures worldwide, but I feel like the lack of the hit single, the one Miss Fat Booty, and that's it. And and Omi yeah. says, but that was all from one project. The other projects we all love them you know we're all hip-hop savants and we know he's speaking to us and a lot of them i even went to his exhibit it was and it was wonderful but no other song stuck so therefore i can't really say he's like the best ever yeah i i wouldn't fault somebody if they said it mm -hmm. i wouldn't even look at them sideways i would understand where they're coming from but to me it's he's not even top 10 ever um he's super talented like i'm not trying to shit on him but in a world where you have like a ghost face killer a raekwon a jay-z an ice cube um fuck just try i mean yeah i could keep going on obviously but i don't think i don't think he's done enough to be in that conversation like mm. you have um, to acknowledge like snoop's mastery and longevity yeah i mean black thought is somebody in that same Oh wait! Sort speaking of, of which, did you see that bro. dear hip hop? Did you see that dear hip hop video that Black Thought did? That Questlove nah. posted up no. on Instagram stories, like a minute and a half. All oh, the name drops. Okay, crazy! It's so good. He runs you through this history. Beneath the flickering lamppost, we dance, managing to keep the kick of the amp closer than what some refer to as the Spirito Santos that span days of dapper Dan through June Ambrose. The band made us clap our hands. What came after was the scratch from the Grand Wizards and Grand Masters. One topic of discussion was whose hands were faster than a six train where the illest tags were plastered the pillars of a village at the origin of it came to occupy the space of our eternal beloved this culture we constructed was determined to thug it and kept it rugged while the proverbial gates got flooded cold-blooded no budget but we became raw to end the gang wars what we started this thing for so were we kings of pursuing visions of grandeur when through the rhythm it was true religion we came towards when sylvia robinson became a hip-hop mogul who could have known We'd ever reach the tip top total or how one common cause could become so noble that we'd be going exit through the gift shop global. That gift that kept giving us life and keeps giving advice, took on a life of its own and keeps living. We found strength in numbers, many of whom were women like Shah Rock and them who were there from the beginning as our rocks. They could never be kept in a vault. There'd be no Kim or Nicki Minaj without pepper and salt. I hope Cardi B and Megan thank Latifah and Light and L Boogie. 
superheroes who were eager to fight before our entire lives became computerized. We were back spinning in shell toes and puma clouds as we watched some of our stars continue to rise up the Jupiter and Mars. We learned to utilize our credentials and how to maximize the potential to build brands. Laying the proper groundwork's essential to go from public enemy to tribe called Quest to Jay-Z, Diddy, Pharrell, Drake, or Kanye West to where our world could be as free as Ron Artest in a place where no one else has got to sign our checks. We made fortunes out of fame like Run and DMC when we came in a door like Ra and Eric B to make something out of nothing. And it's come to define a legacy more meaningful than just a moment in time. The kind of brilliance we reveal instead of holding inside. Ordained by God's the only way we know to describe. If you rolling, let's ride. You're welcome to get in a car. Be whoever you need to be, but don't forget who you are. You are a North Star, as black as my thoughts are. It's true that back in the day they used to report how you were too black or too Latin, too tapped, and too from the hood. But ever since we conquered Hollywood, it's been all good. And it don't even really feel like it take long to get from a payphone to Twitter. You stay strong and diligent. Great songs created the safe zone that did it. Citizens repping the name of they place on. They fit it, said it ain't where you ain't from. It ain't where you was headed. It's where you at. From here looking back, I say we did it. We made it. They hated and said we were over and gone. I feel it's the move to say we proved all of them wrong. You got your money right, mind right. We've been in the limelight. It's the joint till you on point all the time. Fight, thug life, vamp life, jet life, tramp life. Do it for the gram. SoundCloud, band camp life. Can't stop, won't stop. Body rock, dough knockers, bolt lock. Clock hanging round the neck. Show shot, tour stop. Next joint to drop, gonna be more hot. Pure pot, walk me to see if the corner store got the boogie down. Break down, face down, take down. H Brown, H Town, base, Harlem shakedown. Cape Town, till the details of our escape down. We was hungry, but it's more than enough on a plate now. Eight mile, Rosecrans, ten toes, both hands, peach tree, the ninth ward, in and out the psych ward, COs and POs and OGs and GOs, the rites of passage that's passed down from the griots. Insert your caption, hearing the absence of egos, extraordinary ethos, take off from the Migos. We rose to become entire ecosystems. It's wild to think about how long the people have listened now. 50 years down the line, we could spark this my eternal beloved hip-hop is where our hearts live and that's word i'm not the herb understand word, what i'm, I'm saying 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 nice it's really good it's just really good i just love the, the, the still names and, and then what he goes yeah so check that out it's on it's, it's a yeah. minute and a half quest love put it up as a real um it's uh it's still bet for the 50 year anniversary of hip-hop so, was it the same thing he did at the Grammys or is it something completely different? It might be the same. I didn't watch his performance at the Grammys, so it might be the same okay. thing, but it looks like this one is like an acapella thing. There's a little video component behind it. Nice. So if it was the Grammys one, this is the fully produced version. But I, I think it's just um, something him and Questlove cooked up for like BET celebration. It could be. I could be wrong, but yeah. Mile bag. All right. So the, the second question uh, from Rashid is, a lot of the best producers have a signature sound and their beats are instantly identifiable. So think RZA or Primo. Um, but who are the best producers without a signature? Like his, examples, Buck, his examples, Buck Wild. Uh, you yeah. never guess 
right. that uh, story to tell. Whoa. Um, and Time's Up all came from the same. Like you'd never guess. Like right. I got a story to tell, and Time's would, Up all came um, from the same producer. D Dot, Nashim. The, the I would say um, after a while, uh, DJ Hot Tech. Mm. Because yeah. after a while, when he started doing all the super genius beats, then he started doing on the West Coast. You start looking like, oh, you've done a lot of, you know, you've done a lot of stuff once you got away. You know, not once you got away from quality, but once you moved on from quality, you had other chambers. Yeah, and he got with Aftermath and all that. Yep. Um, yeah, Nasheem Myrick, he did uh, Shacha, he did Queen Bitch, he did um, fucking T-O-M-Y, Invade N-Y. That dude's just, um, shit's amazing. I would have to say uh, Willie Green. Good call. Like, Willie Green can go to yeah. a lot of different chambers. A lot He can execute in many ways. He can do full R&B records. So I would say, you know, Willie Green. Because I think we're also speaking to uh, producers' versatility as well. You know, if, if they don't have a signature, quote unquote, sound. Because I was going to say Alchemist. He makes a lot of different type of beats. So maybe I'm mm-hmm. hearing the question wrong. I'm, um, I'm, I'm thinking if it has somebody. I think, I think Alchemist has settled into a sound the last six, seven years. That I, I know it's him. Like, I know the bones of Alchemist beats now for what he does. Because there's just so much material. But. Like if he put out an R and B record tomorrow, I would be like, "Oh shit!" Like I would never, I could never fathom that. But I, I think he could do it. You know what I mean? Because he's he has beats like that that get picked. Like he had a beat on the the Mr. Morale shit. He had a joint on um the Jay Z and J Electronica record that did not sound like anything of his run. I just but you know it's like we always say like is what rappers are picking from you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. So someone like Buckwild, who that's a great call. Yeah, like I, there's this story of like all the there was a video from like the dude hip hop that was the A and R for Rockefeller. Like Jay Z passed on the beat for Whoa, and he was going through all the people that passed on that beat. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it may, it may have been like a little too out of box. I mean that beat blew my fucking mind. Hearing it on a um, shouts to Milk. Me and him were talking about Jay Arms. I heard that I heard that beat on a Jay Arms instrumental cd months and months and months before it came out on the black rob shit and i was like let down when i heard the black rob version because i'm like this beat is way too crazy just say she was whoa she was whoa but um i came around to it but rest in peace black rob but yeah i think it's like i think if you have that signature sound then maybe people just come to you for the signature you know what i mean versus i don't, I don't know how buck wild shops beats but maybe has a different process i don't know oh real what quick about q-tip oh you yeah. think just he, the tribe he has, stuff but when you look at the work he's done outside of tribe it's because that's what i'm saying if, if somebody had a certain sound and then they move past that original sound yeah. and they've gone a, little, a bunch of different ways then we can say they fit into this question this category of yeah you don't have a specific sound because i think yeah not having a specific sound is showing that you have many colors and flavors right. that you can do a lot of things mm-hmm. Like he had a beat on Watch the Throne. Yo, that's my bitch. Yeah. See, looking over there. Then he did like Chain Heavy for Good Fridays. But then he did like yeah. this joint for Pusha T, FIFA, which is crazy. You know, yeah, that's he all. Did a joint for Heavy D called Listen. Oh, that, that that's him. And that's that's basically a Dilla beat. That, that's like the. It, yeah. That joint's hard. That, that's like a love movement slash amplified type of beat. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. That, that joint, that's, just, um, that's a hot But he song. did like Butterfly, uh, Honey from Mariah Carey. Woo. I mean, he, you know, he worked with Puff and Stevie J, but he was part of that. Good call. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I just, like it. Yeah. I thought it'd be an interesting question. So thank you for that, Rashid. All right, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back with our final three questions. Hey, yo, don't wait for me to leave. The new album from me, Zilla Rocker, and Andrew. His album's groovy as hell, man. So it's like eating a bowl of ice cream for breakfast. Available now on 3 dollarpistolcom We're doing vinyl pre-orders, tapes, and this cigarette flip-out paper box you haven't seen since 98. CDs. And we got everybody on this joint that you love. Alaska, Prem, Wally Clark, Brian Annals, Castro, Rich Jones, Teller Banks. Cuts by my man Marcus Penn. Yo, I love his record. I want you to hear it. Take all your troubles away. It's therapeutic like that, but in a non-corny way. So grab it now. Don't wait for me to leave Zilla Rocca and Andrew. $3pistol.com and streaming everywhere. So home stretch. Last three questions. Mile back. First question comes from Pete Bone76. My man. And he wants to know. This is almost a mirror image to a question that we had before, but who is a rapper group or a group that everyone around you likes that you just can't get into? Oh, mm. um, EPMD and Eric Sermon. Really? <laughs> that's and that, that's weird for coming from you. <laughs> EPMD and Eric Sermon. Um, okay. I got to think about this. Who do I not like? And any red man, um, Eric Sermon produced so. Yeah, I'm gonna say the locks. Like I just can't get into anybody from the locks. You're so hard headed. I don't understand like the it. extensive catalog that the ghost has. The, so even if you don't like Sheik Luch, then you get into D block or Wu Block. I do so like I've never liked anything edition. that they've done. Oh, even like, like the mix the mixtape runs were crazy. Come on. Like, all right, what about the first record with the actual, you know, super produced records? Like no, they I didn't weren't like just any the jiggy joint. They had like highly produced. I, I just don't like them. Like their yeah, style. So when they were when they like. were on the tapes, when they were on clue tapes, you wasn't fucking with them then? When they nope. were uh see that's no. the problem. Yeah, the mixtape shit. I'm yeah. just saying if you if you got hooked on like I did with them, so we was just baited breath. It was it actually didn't even matter what they were doing. So like when they when they came with Puffy, it didn't matter because mm-hmm. we were all hooked from the from the stuff they were dropping on clue tapes. Yeah, I I just I never I never got it from day one. I was just like, even I don't the um like this shit. The back and forth with styles, the uh oh, we're we gonna make it. I mean, I like that song. There are a couple of moments that I like, but right. overall, like I don't I don't see the the fanaticism around the locks. I just don't, don't get it. Oh, so you don't even understand their fan base, is what you're saying. So is that extent no, to the I don't, I don't get why anybody likes them, honestly. Does that extend to the rough rider? <laughs> The whole thing or just no just just the locks like i really so you I understand don't. people liking drag on but you don't understand people liking law no who likes drag on nobody likes oh, drag, drag on his fans i watched the whole video no uh, i mean like sickos. i'm talking about like dmx sickos. or even eve like people you know i get why people like them yeah um, um my my vote my, my vote is for royce to five nine <laughs> i don't i don't get it huh. i i used one. to i used to really really like royce um during the early bad meets evil days and some mixtape shit um and then he they had had like that speaking of a, a label an, an album that a record label kill was his detroit rock city record um but that was smartly killed off because it was bad and then um he 
he made a run like in the mid to late 2000s or like death is certain and those bar exam mixtapes which were really cool but he once he did like the slaughterhouse like reinventing himself or like the reboot with like the shady records thing and so the bt ciphers you thought that was a reboot wasn't he still doing the same stuff no he, not, he changed his flow he changed his flow his okay. flow got way better like he has an amazing flow i get that i like the flow but the rhyming is just like it's catastrophically so embarrassing and it's yeah and what, what pains me is the flow is so dope and the musicality of him being like a midwest detroit dude but then he's like with eminem and then that eminem bullshit of the overly complicated, shitty, obvious, stale punchlines, like, like, rubs all over him, and he carries it. And he's had a lot of success. I'm not mad, but like, even that prime record he did with um, oh, I can't premiere. Stand I can't stand either so one of those. The the he, but there there's moments where like he's just gliding on these fucking beats. But is and that, the guests is, are really good. But is man, that the equity we give him because of boom? Like a lot of that's right, like, like all that premiere shit. He had like, like the that um, beat, but hit that him. record is like mm. I know. I mean, they came ding. out single, he had so that song did. Ding. Yeah, like they, he, my friend, everything he did with premiere before Prime was essential. Like those are great. You no know, hip hop. Y'all know my beats. Y'all know my sound. Y'all know my streets. How I get down? It's hip hop. That shit. That shit is crazy. Like that's an amazing song. But basically, for the last 10, 12 years, I don't get it. It. it blows my mind i can't i don't understand like why <laughs> why it's successful i'm, I'm not and they're like oh the book of ryan um this that and third i checked these so i'm like the writing is bad you know what i mean i just it's just it's just corny which is the worst thing a rapper can be it's the same way like in sports you never want to be soft in any sport you play the most the worst thing of a, of a rapper is being corny and i think he's but but it's a problem the flow is butter like he can do so many cool things but just how he fills in the flow is really sad so can't i can't go there it took me a while to think about this and i'll still bang his old shit like I'll, i he has that one song with fonte on um the street hop album with premiere that shit is amazing um but that's pretty much it like it's it's been a good 10 years it just shit I, i'm not feeling at all so oh i can't listen to any current or recent Smith and Wesson stuff. Oh, oh, oh man, that's that's a disaster. Well, I don't think anybody is, to be honest with you. I don't know who's checking record. That. The Monument record actually is a lot better than we think, but I just beats can't bring are crazy to it. Um, that the all that's not good. No, nah. you know, and I I, I I love them to death. I came up with them. They're in my DNA, Brooklyn all day. I just can't. Just I don't want to listen to it to be further disappointed, if you will. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's you know what it is. It's like. Th- the sounds and beats and collabs they pick, no one is excited for it. Nope. You know what I mean? It's like not the good, not a pairing you're, you know, you're trying to spend money on. Mile bag. So Dan, uh, AK mind underscore playing underscore wants to know. Um, there's often talk about rappers that fell off, but what about rappers that started off bad and turned it around? Not hmm. many. So who are some examples that's, that's of that? That's hard. Lil Wayne. Yeah, Wayne's a big one. Wayne but I, was, but I think that's a matter of preference because the Hot Boys and all that stuff was cracking. But he wasn't. He wasn't. But he was what, part what of. He, he is. was one of the better. I mean, he was part of. Like, wasn't it right? Wasn't but he Turk. wasn't like. 
but it, he wasn't like me, what he was doing. He wasn't even close to what he became. With, no, with and I'm not Carter saying shit. that. But I'm that's saying, what I'm talking about. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he. No, I, he, I hear what you're saying, Castro. But he was out, I and think, he, he had hits, but. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. He wasn't like. Yeah. I, I think we're talking about somebody that did bad. Like that would be like the Fugees from the first like, second record. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but, but you saw elements of skill with the Fugees. But like, but like how people didn't like Juvenile Hell, but hell on earth but you you saw way more potential yeah. in them like blunted on reality was a bad record it was a whole yeah that's true misstep. yo but when if you play juvenile hell i played it for the first time a couple years back it is fucking horrendous it's 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 really a miracle that they end up having the career and being as dope as but, they were because it was it just a bunch that, of kids being onyx right in the 90s though you know so yeah so that's, bad that's the philly funksters right you well know? yeah and the youngsters were just doing you know the they were like silly putty, whatever was hot. They were gonna do the, their their knockoff version. Yeah. Oh, and shots of Q tip yeah. for like saving Mob Deep. <laughs> yeah. So you did that shit. Yeah. So my, my vote's Wayne though. So that that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, Wayne was the one I was thinking of, but I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I could think of. Fuji's was a great pull. I could, yeah. um, I could bring back up TI on the first and second record. Yeah. He, yeah, TI is a good one. Because I'm serious with um, not smash at all. No. At all. Um, I'll give I'll give Bubba Sparks some. I'm just bringing back things we talked about. Bubba said so after he fell and he came back. So after the Deliverance record and people wasn't yeah great him, great he came record back on his own shit. He was actually all right. He's on his yeah. own shit. He was got away from it. Get off my bag, move. <laughs> Fucking dog. Who else would there be? It's one of the cats. Oh, one of the kitties. Yeah. I don't think um, be. Who started off? What, what about like um. What about like Master Killer? I mean, was... what are we defining as starting off bad? I thought that was like yeah, a he, bad he was he didn't start off bad. Yeah. He him like fucking chess boxing like a was dud record or something like that first. Yeah, or just like bad guest appearances. Fat Joe, good call, good call. Well, I mean, yeah, but is that not preference? Because his first record wasn't bad. It's just how he rapped back then. You got it was pretty Joe bad. Was a good song. He, okay. he... was the Flo Joe remix was a good song. The original wasn't very good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like like the Fat Joe album is like that. Everybody knew it with his four. We wasn't going in. Look, you know what I'm saying? Like that's all I mean. Yeah. Like, and but he got he got much better. Like oh, he got much better. Yeah, much better. I like would that. say that. Yeah, yeah, he got much better. So okay, yeah. Fat Joe's a good one. He had a really good glow up. I can say that. Yeah, like every record, he just learned a little bit more and applied it to his shit. Agreed. You know, you you hear the progression every single record, which is cool. Even like when rap was in a horrible space, he was progressing into that space, but he got out of it. Like he's he's followed the winds of change well. All right. I mean, it's cliche, but, you know, I've been seeing people give him some props. So I think we should, too. Ja Rule. That's that's a um, big ascension, man. Come on, man. What? Yeah. Yeah. Ja Rule from the um from the cash money click and just being See, I, one of many. Never can never go there with Ja Rule. Can't Fair do enough. You want to do an episode on? Yeah, make a just talk about his career. His career and story is fascinating, but like him as a rapper, it's like. But his, but we're talking. Can never about, go there with him as a rapper. I mean, to, to to answer the question, if you're starting off bad and then ascending. Oh, okay, know, okay. Real answers. I got you. Yeah, fits the answers. Yeah, you know I mean, think about that. Like when they were gonna do that murder ink shit, he was he was way he was nowhere fucking near DMX and J. Like uh, not even close. But there's a, and then there's ended an up argument. just. 
catching them. He's as good a songwriter or even better a songwriter yeah. than those. Well, that's why I want to do the Ja Rule episode. We can we can spend some time. All right, time but you were just dissing him again, man. You gotta make a well, I'm just saying. I'm, I thought they meant like his skill level as a rapper. I misunderstood it. No, not I don't How about... um? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean no, I was saying I don't it. think specifically rapping just like started off bad. Yeah. Got better and a lot better. And if that, even if we don't like the music per se, just like we said with Fat Joe or whatever, you know, we mm-hmm. like some of his music. But it's gotten incrementally so, better. Yeah. What about somebody like Everlast who started <laughs> off as like MC Everlast with Ice T's crew? Yep, Syndicate. Yeah. Who was right. like, you know, an afterthought, but eventually went on to have a pretty solid career. What um uh, what was his other crew? House of Pain. I mean, he had House of Pain. He had his solo shit. He had La Coca Nostra, which yeah, I never Coca really Nostra heard that. Has, but it's very mixed results. I'll say that. Yeah, Zilla likes some of this stuff. No, I don't. No. Yes, you did. No, no. You like you like Scoop Deville. <laughs> Scoop Deville's amazing. But the Get Busy Committee shit is amazing. But no, I never I never checked La Coca Nostra because it's like Zilla. it's like angry white dude style that like that's the, what I associated with. I may be wrong, but I don't like like angry Those white dude rap. Snow Goons record. Yeah, like I don't, I'm just not, that's not what I'm into. But, you know, people love it. They, they're into it. They always have like t shirts, a lot of t shirts and merch. So I respect it. But yeah, Everlast definitely ascended. So there you what go. What does he do? I mean, he hasn't put out music in a while now. So no. put out, but he pops up on stuff. I've seen him on something yeah. like five years ago, four years ago. I remember, he, I remember hearing him like when he dissed Eminem on the fucking Dilated People's album. Yeah. And then Eminem did a fake Everlast song that was actually pretty good. It was like him doing an Everlast style song, and he kept saying, like, you should have died from a heart attack. Like <laughs> it was pretty good. It was like a, it was I'm like, if Eminem did that style, if Eminem just pretended to be Everlast, it would be no. fucking actually pretty good. Eminem nah, with the voice. There's no way he would have not been whatever the hell he is now. Yeah. Cause I think he wanted to be this way all, all along. Eminem Everlast. <laughs> Once he started, once he sung that soldier, boy, he wanted to do that. Oh, Trey man. didn't have to twist his arm to make him start singing all crazy. I'm a never last. And you are a mockingbird, a mockingbird, bird, a mockingbird. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, we can't. And they, okay, that's the worst they thing They treated ever. the vocals so much like he's like Cher or something. He sounds like Cher on the hook. <laughs> you bitch. And my, my mockingbird, a mockingbird, I'm a minute mockingbird. And this oh, motherfucker's singing on like two thirds of his records after that. Oh, so bad. Especially revival. I think he's singing all over that thing. Dude. No, man. Yeah. Awful. I can't do it. And if you're right. a mockingbird, <laughs> Dre will put your voice into a vocal to mockingbird. Mile bag. All right. Final question from DJ Dilla, aka at James underscore Whitcomb. He wants he said he was recently at a show watching the UK MC Jest. He oh, came just. out after a DJ, did did an hour, did 30 minutes, went back, came out 10 minutes later, uh, and he had a falling out with the crowd and left. Have you ever had problems uh, with crowds? and um, Or have you been to a show where similar problems have happened? So he's saying that the MC just came out and had issues with the crowd, went back, came back out? Or is this the DJ that went on and off? I'm just trying to... Just seemed- the MC Jests from the UK had, it sounds like he had like beef with the crowd or the crowd Oof. just wasn't getting into him. Oh, I have plenty of times. Yeah. yeah of I mean, I've been booed on stage. Yeah. Do that. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, real bad. What do you, what do you guys normally do to deal with the situation like that? Like, how do you, how do you manage it? You gotta, you gotta win the crowd. Yeah. Like you yeah. have, you have to yeah. at least 
at least show them you're competent. So whatever they, because I got booed because we were opening for Bone Thugs and Harmony. And my mm. group's name was Bohemian Fifth. So when they started introducing us, they thought they were going to say Bone Thugs and Harmony. And they said, Bo Fifth. And they said, Bo, who's that? And so immediately <laughs> one of my members, he went and confronted them. Y'all shut the fuck up. It yeah, never works. It did. It did. Um, we oh, ain't holding good. it down. Bones in the back. They just got here. So we're going to do something for y'all till they get rolled away ready. Y'all good with that? He was very confrontational. So it worked. He was talking. Oh, that's good. Um, but you, you you had to do something competent immediately. Immediately. Like, right. Immediately something competent and impressive. That's how you want to yeah. crowd. Doesn't have to be super scientific or your best song, but immediately show them you're competent up there and you know what you're doing. And they'll mm -hmm. they'll shut they'll shut they'll shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I think being antagonistic, I've been in crowds like that where I'm like, actually, bro, fuck you. So now I'm definitely gonna tune you out. I'm gonna go to the bar, not paying attention, boo you, like it's not my job to fucking make you feel good about yourself on stage. You need to fucking perform or do something of interest or, you know, uh, a nice gimmick or something to get me going. Being the person on stage, I've never been booed, but I've had like the indifferent crowd where people were just like looking at their phones or talking to their friends the whole time or, and uh, <laughs> it just tests you to be like, okay, like, you know, how bad do you want to keep doing this shit? You know what I mean? Like, do you, how do you stomach that? And all I could do is keep doing the shit and hopefully they catch on to something. And if they don't, I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. And then next, I'll get them next time. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm going to run home and cry. Like, this is too hard. They're fucking mean to me. You know what I mean? I'll never let a crowd like break me down to be like, I quit, mm -hmm. you know? Cause then the flip side is, you know, you guys have all, done a zillion shows too you'll have them nights where it's like man this is fucking trash and the next show is cracking and everyone yeah. loves you and they got fucking big eyes and they're patting you on the back and buying all your shit like you just never know so i feel like to, to castro your man like and, and you know being antagonistic that worked um i could never be that guy it's just not gonna work yo man shut the fuck up man i'm rapping man i've been working on this set for yeah, but it came immediately we started rapping after we wasn't oh that's cool well, that's good. Like going back and forth with. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like that's that. the worst. When people antagonize you, and then their shit sucks even worse, or the fucking sits not set up right. It's like so awkward and painful. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, we were ready that's to rock. Worst. Okay. It wasn't cool. like um, he yelled at them, and then it was like dead air, and then you know, somebody <laughs> had to freestyle or whatever. I mean, have I done that before? I think I've done acapellas in that situation. Not necessarily getting booed, but like. Who are these guys? And you just go into like one of the hardest rhymes that you have in your crew, or whatever, and it shuts the crowd up. That's work too. Show, I, I think, uh, show a big, big blade that's impressive. Give them a big blade, even if it's no beat or nothing. And then some people shut up and listen to what you have to say. Yeah, I found that like when, like when we would tour, and um, sometimes you just got to whack town. Like a town's whack, and the people in the town are whack, mm. and it's fun to like antagonize them in like a passive aggressive way, <laughs> like not yell at them, just be like, Hey guys, you know, thanks. Thanks for coming out and like have long conversations in between songs with them. Yeah. Um, yes, eventually, yes. like I found that you win people over that way too. Like where like you realize that you're not going to win them over with your music. Right. Fuck them. So just like fuck with them, yeah, but like in a friendly way, not be like you suck. Right. Not yet. Just not sort yet. of be like, I'm, I, I'm I drove. 
I drive eight hours to be here. I'm going to have a good fucking time. And I don't care if you do or not. Right. If I'm in a a bantery mode, which I'm not always in, like I used to be. I used to be really into the bands. I always had a little box section of my shows. But I always felt like, and this is just me personally, it would end up running my shows long. Like I would be up there for a little longer, which I didn't mind. But it's just like, why am I up here? Because I'm busting jokes every song. You know what I'm saying? I I, I also learned it. Sometimes you got to do a song, do a song in succession, like talking in between every song is not, I wouldn't recommend because I feel like there's a flow to it. But I get what you're saying. Like in terms of like just getting through a show where the crowd is just being, you know, how they be. Um, Yeah, I would do that too. But me, just not too much banter. Not too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to deal with it. Um, Being a bitch is the one way not to deal with it. I don't know if MC Jest was being a bitch, but it sounds like he might have like if he got off the stage ten minutes later. Yeah, like it sounds like he might also been. coming back and forth. I don't know. If yeah, he, I mean, because then it sounds like he had pay, he got paid for a certain amount of time. Yeah, so him walking off stage didn't matter. He had a little conversation in the back and had to come back out and, and do some yeah. more time. That happened to me. I did short. Yeah, it was one time we were short and it was like not not much and we had another song to tuck but i think we had lost track of time and we were like four minutes short and they're like you know you got another like four minutes and then the worst of it was who was that i was at a festival where in the section we were doing we had to perform for two and a half hours straight and i just that that was weird but um i digress mm-hmm. what's last last but that was it that was it. We're done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that one. That so, one went pretty lengthy, but that's cool. A lot of yeah, good questions. I mean, it, it was shorter than most of our episodes. That's very true. A lot of good questions. Yeah. Yeah. A lot Great. of good questions. Great questions. So, right. any announcements? Thank you to everyone who here. contributed. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Hell yeah. Thank you for your contributions. Um, yeah, and uh, you it know, helps. It helps programming out a lot. It does, especially. Uh, you know, it helps us think of things that we might not have thought of so yes definitely. appreciate uh you guys like have anything tell, you want to promote yeah i want people to go la- listen to the last few episodes we had some good topics yeah um we had a joint with gang we had a joint with sketch and then we also did a blind spot we started a series so just want people to go back to the last few episodes just to give them what, what's a new taste in the new year and um, we'll have more for them that's what i got oh i have a Single out with really Willie Green's called Born Ready. Yep. Fuck yeah. I'll go check that out. Shit bangs. Um, yeah, that's right. And uh remix by DJ Haram of a shrapnel song called Mescalito. That's out too. So go run. We need those numbers ran up. So go listen to that. Play it while you're sleeping. Put it on repeat. Do it. Thank you. Boom. Um Z. Yeah, by the time this airs. I think the first single from Jesse to Tree and Andrew to Sleeping Dogs record will be out. It's called Pigeon. It's on all DSPs. Yeah, that joint is stupid hard, man. And the record will be dropping on my label on March 14th. So we'll have a couple more singles hitting. And the pre-orders for the CDs and tapes will be up and digital on Bandcamp Friday. Uh, It's a really fucking awesome project. It's hearing these two guys do this project which i had nothing to, I, I just heard it when it was done and then me and Primer on it but it is it's really fucking fly it's like jesse is really level one up and then andrew's like 
going in in different sh- styles and shit. So I'm really excited to put this record out. So that's that's the main thing we have right there. And we have this Adele Threat remix EP, which just came yeah. out. So you get remixes from me, Griff, Small Pro, and Mighty Healthy. So that's on all streaming. And then you can just get the download on um, wreckandcrew.bandcamp.com. So there you go. There you go. Oh, wait. Cool. Uh, I mean, by the time the episode drops, we'll be back. But we are going on a Northeast run with Infinity Knobs and Brian Ennals. We being Shrapnel. Um, Jesse the Tree will be with us as well. And we have some other people along the way. Zilla will be on one stop. Yep. And the Isolationist will be at another stop. But... I think Zilla's doing a live from the live show for it. So you'll yes. hear that before. Oh, you'll hear that in conjunction with hearing about me talking about the show now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we have a show Friday we're headlining. Then Saturday, Brian Ennels and Infinity Knives are headlining at Daily Op. And then the next day we have an in-store at Vinyl Index. I think Vinyl Index. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then we have a show that night. Um, in uh manchester i could be getting it wrong but i have the flyers and things and information up on my instagram so check it out dope boom bam and uh yeah you know uh pop songs for the apocalypse is out on uh insubordinate records go give that a listen give it a grab it's only available on uh bandcamp and uh i started reading roy c's book um yeah, I started reading his newest book today, and I'm blanking on the name, which is terrible. Uh, um, Boogie Down Predictions. Yes. That's what it's called. Okay, ball. And like I said, it came to me before it even looked it up. But uh, I read two chapters in it today that were really good. One on uh, Outcast, um, and one on Ghostface. Ooh, so real fun book. Um, so so give, shots of Roy. C. Give Roy a first look guest in well. culture history. Yeah, and I. We'll hopefully have him on again soon. Yeah, we need him back. Yeah. So, and on that note, we'll uh, see y'all motherfuckers soon. Well, yeah, man. Fuck with us on Patreon. Peace. Shablam. Yep. Shablam. Peace. Later, guys. Ciao. Later. When I pop out, got that dog shit on me. You broke, then don't be calling on me. Jump out the car, got a glick on the side. She saying she love me, then telling me lies. I talk more shit than Kanye West. They say I'm crazy like Kanye West. I can't really agree with Kanye West. Niggas be on drugs like Kanye West. He run around acting like he don't know it. They gon' kill his ass and everybody know it. You dumb think Kanye gon' be homeless. Shut up, Kanye made graduation. Shut up, Kanye made Jesus walk. I get high picture of Jesus talk. If I slap shit out you, it ain't my fault. It's really your fault. I'ma do an interview like Kanye West. Talk more conspiracies than Kanye West. I'ma buy some land like Kanye. Splash a bitch with boiling Bombay. I really wanna buy a flamethrower. Walk in your track flamethrower. Old ass car, your rims rust. Cologne stank and you musty. And you dirty, broken, funky. You should get a tattoo that say, I don't want money. Make a bitch hate me like Kanye West. Shit'll get uglier than Kanye West. Sacrifice my mama like Kanye West. I'll break your jaw like you Kanye West. You can't get a feature like Kanye West. I ain't never really like Kanye West. All Kanye West raps mediocre. Remember he had that dumbass haircut. Nobody from the hood bump Kanye. Never heard a whole album from Kanye. But wires in your jaw like Kanye. Tell the Jewish people, hide me, I can't.
kill Kanye. I take a billion from you like Kanye. I drop the deal like you Kanye. They doing Kanye like R. Kelly. I ain't mad, I don't want his music. Now you broke, now you talking about sacrifice. All them years you knew mama was sacrificed. Jesus walked what you a sacrifice. Nigga sold his mind for a D to deal. Nigga made slave shoes with a Yeezy deal. He just mad cause he was never white. Kanye West wish he was Jewish. Now nigga talking about he autistic. Since you said we ain't gonna forget you. All that trash music, I don't forget you. I ain't tripping about the shit that you said. I'm tripping about them dumbass Yeezy boots. I never buy no Yeezy boots. I would never rock nothing as Yeezy. The name Yeezy was never cool. The name Yeezy was never cool. You look like a fool with them big ass boots. That's why Jay Z don't even like you. Somebody tell Kim Kardashian, call I'm a great stepdad, so call me. Give Kanye kids my last name. All they last names gonna be Rose lit Kanye booty. World trying to forget like he ain't do it. Kanye performed with his ass out. How you gonna tell me it's not about clout? You trying to get the whole world to talk about it. Your life born, we ain't talking about you. All your baby mamas is leftovers. You let Wiz Khalifa fuck your bitch. They had a black and yellow kid. Kanye dirt in his music ass. He rapping about heartbreaks, eating ass. How you gonna have a bitch eat your ass? Nigga bending over for a record deal. I got ACGs, not Adidas. Nigga run around kissing the ass eater. Nigga stop it, you sign Big Sean. Pusha T don't even like you. Tiana Taylor don't even like you. Two chains don't even like you. The whole gun music made bad music. Pusha T never sold dope. He got a twin brother, they went to church. That's why Drake don't fuck with you. I was never subscribed to your YouTube. I never buy a Kanye West album. I never buy a Pusha T album. Never met a bitch who bumped Tiana Taylor. All them hoes in your clothes, nigga, you cold. Balenciaga don't fuck with you. You wasn't street, so the hood don't fuck with you. Why you run around beefing with white people? He wish he was part of the white people. I'm being honest, I hate the Yeezys. I'm being honest, I don't bump Young Jeezy. I'm being honest, I never bump Big Sean. I'm just being honest, I don't even like it.